Welcome to the Better Call Daddy Show, the number one podcast where we admit no matter what happens, daddy has the advice we need to fix our problems. Introducing my dad, Mr. Wayne Friedman. That was good. It would be nice if you could also sing a song. What would the song be? You love Paris in the springtime. I just made up some words to it. I love Rena in the springtime. I love Rena in the fall. (laughs) That's right. That's good enough. (laughs) Oh boy. Let's dive in. Today we have Farah Siddiqui. We met at a Tony Robbins conference years ago, and she has inspired me ever since. She's a coach and a positivity role model. Farah, welcome. I met you at the Tony Robbins retreat, and everyone that's involved is a seeker and a dreamer, so you're definitely my kind of people. You recently had another UPW experience. Tell me about it. We met at leadership. And that was an interesting time for me because both my parents had passed away fairly recently to that. And I had to take the event within the two year time frame. And we had to climb up this pole and every single step you take and you stand on this little tiny platform and you've got to stretch your arms out and go down the zip line. That was the goal. Initially, I was like, I don't have to do this. Everyone else is doing this. I've done plenty of challenges. I don't have to do this. And I went up and I found myself there. <laughs> I found myself being harnessed. I found myself going up the first few rungs. I looked down and everyone was great. And we had to ask what we wanted. I wanted a sense of belonging and a sense of team and a sense of being held and taken care of. That was what I wanted. And the team was absolutely brilliant. And as I continued to climb, I got to maybe the penultimate step. And I looked at the platform we were supposed to stand on and it was absolutely tiny. And I couldn't figure out how am I supposed to hoist myself up onto that platform? I thought, right, okay. But again, I hesitated when I got to the platform. Long story short, I came down and I was beating myself up because I didn't do the whole thing because that was what we were demonstrating. But I knew that I had already conquered something because the choices I made, something inside me overrode them. And I exceeded further than I thought I was going to go. Then they asked me to go into leadership. Often we see this ideal and we think that that is the goal. And we beat ourselves up when we don't reach there. But actually, you forget what other people are seeing. We don't see what other people are seeing. And it's like with this UPW just now. I have done UPW many times. A lot of people were thinking, oh, how is the virtual going to be? Then actually was incredible. It was so inclusive. I mean, this is the thing. Anyone who was previously had to get a visa to fly to the States or fly to the UK didn't need that. So nationalities from all over the world, I say from Peru to Pakistan, literally, the room was full of grandparents, children, pets, where one person would have gone for a transformation. Now a whole household was having a transformation. It was powerful. It was a safe space. Tony was amazing because literally he was in a room full of monitors. So whatever output he's giving, He's not hearing a thing back. You had to make it what you wanted to be. You got into the spirit of it or you didn't. And if you didn't, then that's your lookout. How it changed me, I think, going back to the previous story, we keep on doing it. We keep on (laughs) thinking we're not good enough. We keep on thinking that there's more. We keep on thinking that others are doing it better than us or more interesting than us or whatever. Every great person who's got that conscious level is this is a service that you do to yourself first. This is for you first. And then there's ripple effects off the back of that. So how do you grow? How do you take that one extra step on the rung? Nobody does it like Tony. 
he raised the bar. He looked at the situation. It's like, what? I can't do my live events. Are you crazy? This is my lifeblood. And he found a way. And it was a great metaphor. So whatever is in our way in our lives, go around it, go through it, go under it, go above it, find a way. There is another way. I just launched the podcast and I only got accepted to Spotify and Google Podcasts. And I was like, I'm not on Apple yet. I wanted to launch today. You know what though? They can listen on Spotify. It's free. They can listen on Google Podcasts or tune in the few channels that accepted me right away. Like you said, you can build something small and mighty. I took a step. I put myself out there. Why not launch when I said I was going to? So I did. Absolutely. You know, we have to kind of get out of our own heads because everyone's game is their size. And I had a very successful coaching business. I was doing a lot of workshops and writing a lot of blogs and getting a lot of engagement and having one-to-one clients. I literally had achieved those dreams. I went to live in the Middle East and then I went to live in Australia and it was amazing. It was great. And I came back to the UK only because we kind of like said to my dad that we wouldn't be out there forever. When I came back for six months, we just stayed with mom and dad. Then my dad got ill and that was a really difficult time and he did recover but a few months after that my mom got ill and she didn't recover she had a stroke and she was in hospital for six months as tough as it was and after she passed away my dad passed away nine months after there is not a minute that I regret you know what that was my best work I was so privileged to be in that position to look after them and they were there for my first breath I was there for their last breath there's no seminar in the world that you can go to to get you through this process and it is such a unique and isolating experience until you realize that either everyone you know has been through it or they will go through it it did take me quite a long time it doesn't stop you just transition into another phase of you you go through a trauma and it does take time for you to rebuild that and things do change they just become different we just have to be so grateful. We say that, we do our gratitude list. Suddenly there's transformations that we never expected to happen, happen. What are some of your favorite memories with your parents? Well, so many. I was a little bit of a trailblazer. There was a period of time where you rebel and you think you're it and you think that they're past it and they don't need to know. And it's those moments of guilt, really, that you think, shit, I put them through that first love that they didn't approve of or (laughs) <laughs> you know smoking and you think you're so cool like you hate it anyway but you're just like trying it out right and they find out and you're mortified the lovely things are always going to be there I mean still to this day if I'm in the kitchen I hear my mom's voice telling me which spices to put in one of my earliest childhood memories was I needed a new watch strap and instead of getting a new watch strap I got a digital watch oh my god we never went without we never asked for anything And we always got something which was within their means, but amazing. My mum, she was a teacher and she was also a poet. She's such an inspiration to me. She published her first book of poetry at 72. She never stopped. She had her launch party in the House of Lords. It was incredible. I wasn't there. I was in Australia, but there was invited guest lists and family and dignitaries. And she was so humble. And it just goes to show, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you have a dream, you can achieve it. My grandfather wanted his daughters to study. He wanted them to go to school. And his father was extremely rich, landowner, very, very wealthy. And he was quite strict with him. And he said, no, if you want your girls to go to school, then I'm going to cut you out the wheel. That's it. You're not getting anything. And so my grandfather said, okay, this is about me and my daughters and my daughter's future. And he left. He started with nothing because he wanted his girls to have a future. He had four daughters. When you have these dreams, you have this burning thing inside of you. And I, 
I'm not sure all of us do. The minute you wake up, that thought that you have, that's the truth. That's your soul speaking. Nowadays, we have so many opportunities. We can do whatever we want to do. And yet we still want more. And yet we still want something else. Do you have any of your mom's poetry that you could read? She wrote it in Urdu, which is a different language, but she did translate it. It says, oh, inspiration for my children. It's written in her handwriting. And then she's recited it. Looking at the change of seasons, we are astonished, standing in the garden. In the autumn season, the trees are in a flowering state. Their leaves have changed themselves into lots of colours, brown, green, yellow and red too. Well, this sight is an example itself. The sight leaves fluttering from the trees and dancing with the wind. Everywhere are these caravans in the garden. They have started their journey to measure the distances. The cold wind is singing, hello, the people of the garden. The winter season has arrived. What dignity of the autumn sights. It has its own recognitions. It kind of loses it in translation. She just loves nature and beauty and she's dedicated it at the back to her father. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. Wow. She's written a little thing at the back and she's just, and now I offer some of my poems for my darling children. She names us all and she says, and my grandsons and granddaughters with lots of love, mum. And that was in 2010. She also acknowledged my dad and said that if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have been able to continue her love of poetry and, and go to lots of events where she could recite. And, you know, so he supported her 100%. He let her live her dreams and let her flourish. And, and her name is Shaheen, and that means falcon. They always felt that it's always possible for you to be, do and have what you want. And because of the way they brought us up, they knew that we would respect certain boundaries. Thank you for making me remember people talk a lot about legacy and what they can leave behind and I think your children are your biggest legacy it'll only go as far as you are willing to keep those memories alive you're right my grandma had items that she wanted to pass on to the next generation and I'm like grandma don't talk about it was it hard for you she didn't tell us she didn't talk about it 2012 I was getting ready to leave and go and live in the Middle East and I got married a few years before that so I had some beautiful jewelry um that she'd bought for me which obviously wore for my wedding but because I was leaving I came back home and I left it in my cupboard I didn't even really to be honest treat it very respectfully I just like shoved it in a cupboard and unfortunately we got news that my father's sister passed away my uncle who lives not too far away wouldn't come over to give condolences so my mom and dad left to go to his house just because he wanted to see them to give them condolences. And they'd only been gone for half an hour. They normally always put the alarm on. This time they didn't put the alarm on. We had a burglary. The whole house was upside down. All my jewelry was gone. All my mum's stuff was gone. And it was devastating to see. I was so angry and so upset. And I felt, how does anybody have the right to just walk in and help themselves to 40 years? My mum had been saving all her life to buy little bits of jewellery here, there and everywhere and to, to have it for us, for our future. Somehow there were these few pieces of jewellery that my mum had kept for my nephews and nieces that they hadn't found. And it was still in the box and it still had a little note on it. Thank God, but they were still there. And it said something like to Umar and his wife on your wedding day. And he wasn't to get married for another five years. And I think that I was taught a very harsh lesson by not valuing the gold that my mom had given me because somebody else valued it more and they took it. I love that message. I have also been saving for retirement and saving special dresses for special occasions, but why not just use it now? Enjoy it now. Yes. Put your best crockery out and your best 
cups and whatever because I think we brought up from a generation where they did save things the best because that's what that generation was and they're the messages that we would pass down and it doesn't make sense anymore I don't know about you but I tend to put on lipstick and perfume when I come on a zoom call it's like hey you know whatever <laughs> be beautiful be beautiful yourself all the time you are beautiful <laughs> and I put on lipstick for this and I just feel like this whole call has been so full circle because you're saying have a party in your own house. You just had a party in your own house with Tony Robbins. It's totally possible. It was fantastic. Yes. When you engage, when you open your mind and your heart and you play full out, I mean, there's silly things that he does. There's silly things, but like this is a point of life. Why be so serious? Just joy, just finding joy because it can be so hard to find if we close ourselves off from it, if we think it doesn't exist, if we give ourselves those limitations. And yet, if we allow ourselves to find the joy in anything, in whatever it is, you know, just let our heart crack open, engage in those feelings. We're not used to that deep grief feeling. And it's the other extreme of sheer joy and happiness. So find it. Who cares if you look like an idiot? Nobody's looking. I think the first time ever that I did a firewalk, the next day when I went into London, I was going up the escalators and I was literally almost doing kumos, kumos, kumos going up the escalators. I wanted to hug my colleagues and they all kind of look at you and it's like, huh? And it's like, why not? I was speaking at an event last week online. They wanted me to share some experiences. Now I'm doing this with you. You know, you just don't know where that's going to go to. And it's that was about me, the dance group that were on Tony Robbins. I love what they stand for. They say it's not about perfection, it's about expression. And I love that. Life has its ups and downs. Are you going to make it to that platform and jump off that trapeze? Is that the goal or is the goal taking one foot up above the other on that 30 foot pole? But you're the one that's there. The pole is there. You could have chosen to be sitting at home looking at somebody else doing it. I had a screaming contest with my kids last weekend. It was so freeing. I literally screamed on the top of my lungs. I don't remember the last time I've done that. It must have been when I was like a kid, probably 10 years old. I screamed until I had no voice left. My kids had so much fun with that. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> you had no idea how much fun we were going to have with this. And you even said that you listened to some of my episodes and what are we going to talk about? But you have so much joy to bring and you are such a trailblazer. And thank you so much for sharing your story with me. I absolutely oh loved it. There's so much gold oh. here. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. I mean, honestly, for us to reconnect and have this and enjoy each other. When one thing ends, something else starts. Tell people how they can connect with you. You can get me on Instagram. So it's Farah Siddiqui Coach. I'm also on YouTube, but it's under my married name. So I do have to work on that. So it's farahballand.com. I do have a website as well. It is educoachleaders, edu, edu as in education, educoachleaders.co.uk. Grandpa, what did you think? So, Daddy, can you believe her mom wrote a poetry book in her 70s? Even at 72 years old, wanted to and still had the aspirations to write poetry and be able to express herself. She wrote something very beautiful about autumn leaves and how the wind blows near the end of our lives. And even though it's beautiful colors and beautiful experiences, it's an unfortunate inevitability. The wind will blow us all back to dust at some point. It's never too late to go for your dreams. The pursuit of your dreams is so important. 
because people who just give up and show it to their future generations that they reach a certain age where they're just frustrated and don't feel well and want to just complain and that can't wait to leave this world. No, you're supposed to be in this world and enjoy it and do the best that you can every breath that we are given by God. That reminds me of Grandpa even at the end. The day before he died, he says, Wayne, help me. I want to live. Every breath he took was the same thing, where I want to be here. I want to be part of everything. I want to see things continue. Even when we were losing money in the business at the end, and it looked like we had to really just liquidate, he says, Wayne, you'll find a way to make a comeback. You can make it. We can keep this thing going. Because that was his dream of having his own business. It wasn't about making money. It was about having a purpose and an entity that became part of his life. He would just be thrilled that the company is still alive and still being able to continue. I want to tell you about UMAP, a program that shows people who they are and how they'll be most successful. Not only did it win the 2020 Career Innovators Award from Career Directors International, but 100% of UMAP certified coaches recommend the program. Let's hear from this week's coach, Gina Riley. I'm Gina Riley, and using the UMAP Career Assessment Profile has been a game changer with my leadership level career transition clients. It's completely streamlined what I was doing before with one comprehensive tool. In just one two-hour coaching call, I can help a person decode and translate their uniqueness and how they'll describe and market themselves in resumes, in their LinkedIn profile, and most importantly, what they're going to say about themselves in interviews. I fully endorse this tool and certification program, so check out myumap.com. That's M-Y-Y-O-U-M-A-P.com. Now you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and tune in at Better Call Daddy Podcast on IG at Rena Friedman Watts on LinkedIn.com. Thanks for listening to the Better Call Daddy Show. Yeah.